Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. Things are fabulous. 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 Today we are going to be talking about Gentle Rogue by Joanna Lindsay, and later we are going to talk about old school romances. But first, mom, what have you been reading? Well, <laughs> I've been reading this a entire lot of series. Lindsay. <laughs> I started with the first one. What is it? Only love one. You only love once, or I can't remember what it's called. You're and then I read the other one things. that has exactly the same name. If you were using a thesaurus to this one, <laughs> <laughs> Tender Rebel, I think, right? Tender Rebel. <laughs> and then I read Gentle Rogue, and then I read another one. <laughs> I don't know the names of them. Um, <laughs> something about Mary. I didn't realize I had to do your homework Ellen, for you. Why do you not look these things up for me? Um, Hold on. Gosh, keep like, you know, uh, soft shoe a little bit, Mom. Soft shoe. <laughs> so, yeah, I read the. No, I'm re- I'm reading. Say you love me now. I will. You keep okay. The Magic of You. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. It was called The Magic of You. So I read The Magic of You, which is the fourth book. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, I'm reading Say You Love Me, which is the fifth book, and I'm at like 89%. So I'm like, it's killing me that I wasn't able to finish before we started recording. But um, that's what I've been reading. All of those. Okay. So you've just had a Mallory Anderson type past I couple weeks. I have had a Mallory Anderson couple of weeks. Okay, this is what I've read. I finished listening to the Devil's Rock series. Oh, I man. listened to right? Fury on Fire and Beautiful Lawman. Um, Beautiful Lawman. Oof. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that one gets me so much, but it does. Well, you kept going on and on about how. Oh, mom! I don't even know if I want you to read this book. And I read it. I was like, well, it, I mean, yeah, it's got some racy parts in it, but it's nothing compared to the other stuff we've read. I don't know. Sometimes I think that, like, I think a book is sexier just because, like, I personally, like, get a little more hot under the collar about it. That's probably more than I need to know, but okay. <laughs> I'm just explaining my process to you, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, and then I also finished the Brothers Sinister series by Courtney Milan, and with the last, like, novella that was Talk Sweetly to Me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was cute. That was cute. Um, and then mom and I, this week, we bought tickets to attend Love in Vegas, which is like a convention type dealio in, you guessed it, Vegas, Vegas. with a bunch of romance authors, um, a bunch of which uh, neither of us are familiar with. So I kind of started reading some books from some attending authors there. I read The Air He Breathes by Brittany C. Sherry, which is the first book in her Elements series. Um, I liked I liked that one. I thought it was good. It's very, like, deep and broody, right? It's very, there's a lot of Got it. deep and broody things going on. Um, and then I read a series um, by J.L. Drake called Broken, Shattered, and Mended. Um, I read the whole series... Because it's a book 
that is about, it's the series that's about one couple, right? So you have to read all three books to get their full story. Um, I don't have a lot of nice things necessarily to say about this book, so I'm probably just going <laughs> to, about this series, so I'm probably just going to leave it at that. I mean, I read the whole thing, so I was obviously, like, engaged enough, but this book, the series has, like, really, really high ratings on both Amazon and Goodreads, and sometimes there's books and series like that where I'm, I just read it and I'm like, but why? Like, there's so much better books out there. Like, I don't... Yeah. There's even some books that I read that I think, okay, that's good. I'll give it maybe three stars on Goodreads. And everyone else is like, this is the best book I ever read. And I'm like, is yeah. it though? <laughs> yeah. That's this one for me. Um, it's it's a book that could have probably been one book and it was three books. Um, like that Hobbit movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. Um, but... I know. I mean, there was things about it I liked. I liked the premise better than like the full execution of it. But anyway, we'll leave it at that. Um, I'd like to chat a little bit about some of these other Joanna Lindsay books, but we can talk about that. We'll we'll get into it. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Gentle Rogue by Joanna Lindsay, which is the third book in her much beloved series about the Mallory and Anderson families, um, because these families are so beloved in the genre, there seemed to be only one option for how to do the description for this book. And I have to try and not laugh while I do this. Okay. (laughs) Are you doing the movie thing or? (laughs) No. Hold on. Okay. Here's the story of a man, James Mallory, a former pirate and reputed rake to boot. He has sworn off marriage altogether. In a romance, this will not suit. Ooh, good. Thank you. Cue our heroine, Georgina Anderson. She's a Yankee who hates the Brits across the pond, but she traveled there to find some heartbreak. Now she wants the home of which she's rather fond. That was a bit of a stretch. (laughs) Till Georgina boards James's ship dressed as a fella, and he knew her fake facade he'd have to crunch. But seduction turns into real feelings. That's the way they became the Mallory Anderson Bunch. The Mallory Anderson Bunch. The Mallory Anderson Bunch. That's the way they became the Mallory Anderson Bunch. That's the only way you could have done that? (laughs) Yeah. Ellen, not not quite on par with your rap, but that was okay. Good. Okay, <laughs> I already I did not want to set a precedent with that rap. Okay, I know, but the rap was a quintessential thing. Well, I gave you a theme song. I'm sorry, but a I theme can't. song was good. That was good. Thanks, it was mom. Good. Jeez. Okay, sorry. so mom, I'm never. Now we know what you. you thought of my theme song. What did you think of Gentle Rogue? Um, I really like Gentle Rogue, and to be honest with you. Um, if I hadn't have liked it, I would have been done with that series because I didn't like the first two books. Yeah, I, she really, she really didn't. <laughs> I really didn't. I was, you know, the first book in a series, a lot of times we're disappointed in. That's just a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, well, I wasn't crazy about the first book. The second book, I liked the characters and I really liked the heroine 
before they got married when she like got kidnapped and and she had to escape and all that stuff. I thought she was great. Once she married him, I hated her and I got tired of listening to all of her whining and complaining and just you know, if I was one to use bad language, I would use bad language, but <laughs> her biatching at him mm-hmm. constantly and he was so sweet to her and she was just awful and I was literally looking at the percentage and thinking how much longer do I have to read this book because it was <laughs> and they allude they allude to that a lot in this in this book right well they allude like to- well in to him and her right because right. it's about well, Tony and Rosalind or Rosalind and and the one thing I did like about the book is that it set up it set up a lot for the book that we read, the Gentle mm-hmm. Rogue book, but um, and I liked them in the in the subsequent books. Uh, if I had not liked Gentle Rogue as much as I did, that would have been it for me. And I probably wouldn't have even read Gentle Rogue if it wasn't for this podcast <laughs> because I yeah. was so disenchanted with the first two. Sorry, I know everybody loves this series. Um, I just really didn't like those first two books, but then I really liked Gentle Rogue. I liked. Yeah. The, it's a uh, a um, trope that we like, the girl dressing yep. up like a boy thing. Yep. And this one was actually even a little more believable because she was trying to pull off being a 12-year-old boy, which when they're trying yeah. to pull off being a man, it's like, really, can't you tell that this is not a man? <laughs> that just seems r- ludicrous to me. And um, so it was a little more believable that she was a, a petite woman trying to pull off being a young a younger boy. And um, that, at least, I could get on board with that one a little more. Yeah. I mean, it's still a stretch. But the fact is, he knew all along. So, I mean, no one yeah. else did. But I With with the, like, girl dressing up as a boy trope, um, I was surprised. Because, like, there's things about that trope that, like, usually everybody else hits on that she didn't even touch, really. I mean, like... How hot she looked in pants is always a yeah. Thing. Like they they kind of need to do that. He so, does. He, he talks likes, about her cute little. He likes her butt. Um, but um, just like the whole, he's angry because nobody else can tell that she's a girl. Because um, that's always in there. Um, I mean, because really, she, they don't. She doesn't interact with anybody else really that doesn't already know that she's a girl. Because like Connie and James both know that she's a girl so when she's dressed up as a boy and they mac, don't really show isn't her, her isn't that her friend's name mac he already knew and she yeah. well except for the cook but um but, i mean she's kind of sequestered in the boat for most right. of the time that and you know, in his cabin to be yeah yeah that's what sorry that's what i meant to say um yeah this so i had read this book a long time ago i read the first two books a long time ago so i don't and I only read this book this time, um, so I didn't reread one and two, mainly because mom was talking about how much she didn't like them. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So uh, so I had read this book a long time ago, but um, I mean, if you can say nothing else about this book, you have to like admit it's just like heaps of fun, right? It's just I mean, fun. It's just a fun story. It's yeah. fun. He's funny. Um, she's there- funny. Their families are funny. Like, yeah. everybody's... Her her dialogue and, like, the banter between the families is all really funny and... Um, and just how they, you know, whenever they interact with each other's families, how 
aggressive yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, you know, they well, are and even one just another. the families in in and of themselves, right? I mean, like James and his brothers are all really like quippy and back and right. forth, and and I, I mean, we're kind of like that as a family, so I get that. You know, a yeah. lot of people are like, oh, they're so mean to each other, and they're they're yet they're brothers, you know. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much the way we we roll. We but operate, um, yeah. but it is funny when he interacts with her brothers or he meets mm-hmm. her brothers, and that whole thing is pretty funny. But um, I, I, yes, it's just a fun story. It's just a lot of yeah. fun. Um, he's a grumpy hero, which he we is. know I like. Um, and she could have really easily fallen into, like, the annoying camp. But I thought most of the time she was pretty well-founded in, like, what she was pissed off about. And at least when she did something dumb... She was like, I realize that this is dumb, and I realize that I shouldn't be doing this, but, you know, like, right. he's giving me no other choice. And so she at least, like, calls out kind of moments where I, like, I'm like, uh, you could be right annoying right here. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. So I, th- I thought that that was handled well. And really, and, and we'll probably get into this more when we get into the questions. The only part that kind of annoyed me is when he went to America... And he walks into the party, and, and then he's just such a jerk, you know, the way he presents everything. And I'm like, what is up? And then at the end, he explains why he did all that. Yes. I, okay, so I had forgotten about that, that he kind of like, so I, I even took the quote down um, because I liked it so much. Oh, well, just that he says he forced her family to force him to marry her, right? Because <laughs> right. she's like, why were you such a jerk that night? And he's like, well... You know, I had always talked about how I would marry. never get married. Sorry if you can hear my dog licking himself in the background. Um, <laughs> it's such a cute noise. Um, but he's like, I always talked about how much I, um, you know, would never get married. So I had to, like, be forced into it just to, like, save face or whatever. Right. Um, so I thought that was fun. That was cute. Um I, I need to bring up, because I had a problem, I kind of had a problem with it in this book. I really had a problem with it in the next book. In this book, I think she's 22 and he's 36. Yeah. And I, I start to have issues with those age gaps. Um, yeah. However, in the other book, when they first meet in the next book, in book four, and don't get me wrong, I really like that book. She cracked me up, like laugh out loud cracked me up. She's really funny. But... um when he meets her, she's 17, and he's like 36 or 37. And then we're getting into dangerous territory for me. I just, it's like, really? 20-year mm-hmm. difference? That's a bit yeah. of a stretch. That was me. one of my questions was, how much did the age difference bug you? And it's, I don't know, it's, the age difference here is, uh, you know, I mean, it it starts to get weird mainly when, they're talking about, um, like, how his son is only, like, a couple years younger than yeah. her. <laughs> and she's now this guy's stepmom. <laughs> um, and I don't know. It's I feel like the age difference would, like, stick out less, too, if they weren't, if he wasn't, like, always calling her, like, my dear girl or, yeah. like... Pet names that make her sound extremely young. Yeah. And um, 
anyway, it didn't bother me as much in this book. But really, in the next book, I was like, oh, this is bordering on bugging me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I liked her so much in the next book. Um, I don't even want to say who it is because I don't want to ruin it. But um, Well, I read the description, so I know. But I don't think I'm, she's not in this book, right? Not much. She's not much in the other. I mean, she's mentioned a few times, but you don't really know her. She's like a niece or something, right? But of- she is hilarious okay. in book four. And I, I know who the guy is. It's her. Yeah. It's yeah, uh, and th- and that's uh, and there was a lot of why are you even working so hard at this? Because he's such a jerk. <laughs> but of course, she brings him around, and he's yeah. all wonderful at the end. But um, but it's just really just the way well, she goes about it is really funny. You can tell how this one ends. Like that brother is gonna have to find right. well, like, especially be since brought down by love so much about him. And how grumpy he was, and how unhappy he was, and how yeah. jilted he had been, Come and on. and um, Come on. so it's like, oh, he's getting a book. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they're it. all going to get a book. I I, I will yeah. probably end up finishing the series, but um, but I wouldn't have if I read those first two books and didn't have to read the third book. I wouldn't have. So yeah. sorry, all of you who who just love 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 these books, but I had a hard time getting through, especially that second book. Yeah, and the first book, I was I really felt like. Why is she working so hard with this guy? This guy is awful. I mean, he was awful to her. It was unfathomable how awful he was, where he just leaves her on her wedding night and takes off. And, I mean, he was just a total jackass. And um, I was like, why are you? Why do you even care about this guy? He's horrible. And, of course, in the last, like, five pages, Ten he pages becomes he wonderful. Becomes but, <laughs> and then he kind of gets his in the other books because – her uncles just never are relentless with her poor husband. So it's, I feel a little vindicated. (laughs) I thought a couple other things about this one. I thought that she really nailed like the old school, like the language Uh I wrote. I like highlighted this line just because I was like, this is, this is great. But it's Anthony and he says, Beg your pardon, old boy. It won't happen again. You may depend upon it. He's a blighter through and through. <laughs> Just like <laughs> stuff like that. But the fact that she was able to like keep that like old fashioned language, like still really quippy and fun. The other one she uses all the time is instead of saying not at all, she'll say not tall. And yeah. you know, so it's there's a lot of she does she does a good job with using the old yeah. school language. Um, I also loved the whole, like, she feels nauseous and she can't figure out why. (laughs) That was a bit of a stretch for me because I'm like, really? You're 22 (laughs) years old? Come on. You can't be that innocent. You're not that. Uh, Well, you know, they talk about how there was no good looking guys in her town except for her fiance, who she didn't even like that much. Well, I mean, but still, and it's funny. It is a funny scene, though, where she says, you make me sick. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, well, explain this to me. And then he's like, ah, I'm going to use this to my benefit. Sorry, but you make me sick. And I think most of it was probably nerves. But, you know. Yeah. It's just, Um, it was just funny to me that. And I, I mean, like, I liked their interplay and I liked how much he loves her when she's all, like, riled up. 
I highlighted this line. I it's he says, well, it says he simply could prevent it when uh, he it occurred to him that her display of temper tonight would be as nothing in comparison to how she would feel if she ever learned that he's known she was a female from the start. The next time he got bored, he might just tell her merely to see what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny and she uses that a lot because that comes up in other books too where it's like I'd rather have them mad at me than just not paying any attention to me yeah so. well and like I think somebody at some point says like he can't ask her how she feels because then that will kind of like lose some of the chase in the game for him so like I don't know yeah it, it, it's it and the whole thing about where she has to sleep in his cabin and he's just like flaunting everything to the point where I'm thinking, man, if she really thinks if, if she thinks that he thinks he's a guy, this would be uncomfortable. <laughs> well, and I like how there's moments where he's like, I can't like show her that I'm interested because she thinks that I think she's a boy. Yeah. So then she'll think I'm like a you know pedophile because right. I'm getting and, excited uh, about something. But it's pretty boy. funny though. And then when she like he walks in while she's going to the bathroom and just stuff like that and it's just all those uncomfortable moments. It's funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's my questions. Okay, I'm ready. Bring them. In my, in my opinion, this book is both aided and hindered by all of the family. Where do you land on that? But you mean both sides of the family? Yeah, by the families. And like, okay, so for me... I really liked the families. I liked, I thought they were really funny. I thought they brought a lot of funny moments to the book and like some of their dialogue and stuff was my favorite parts of the book. However, I thought that the end and sometimes the beginning would get a little bogged down by the amount of people that you're dealing with. And just by, at the end, like it's just family back and forth, right? And there's not a whole lot actually happening. There's just, like, a lot of people talking at each other. And it's fun, but I was just kind of like, that was the point in the book where you, like, you want something to be happening. It probably would have been better if when they got to America, not all her brothers were there. If just, like, Warren and... um Thomas, is that the How much are the Andersons in the first two books? Is this like the introduction of the Andersons? Yes. We've okay. never met the Andersons before. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, I'm trying to think if George was in, even introduced in the first book. It seemed like George is introduced in the first book when he first meets her. Uh, not in the first book, in the second book. When James first meets her in a tavern. Oh, okay. And they, kind of, and they go back over that story in this Yeah, book. that's kind of but what I figured happened. The first time that he met her, he was with Anthony, and they were searching for Rosalind's cousin, who was trying to, you know, hurt her. I think that's right. And um, that's when he first meets George. And he's, then he realizes, and she was dressed up like a boy then, and, and he realizes that she's... Really well, that's, and, that happens in this book as well. That right. Scene. So they re-go over, they rehash that story yeah. in this book. Um, but you, you don't meet any of the brothers. Bro- you meet all the brothers for the first time in this book. Yeah. And um, it was a lot, because even I was like, wait, who's speaking? And, and mm-hmm. then trying to keep them in order, like who's older, who's younger, who's... Mm-hmm. And even now, after having read the fourth book, which is very much 
about the Anderson family. Um, I think I have it in my brain as to who's the oldest and, and the order that they go in. But um, it's still hard to keep track of. Yeah. It just seemed – it would have been a little easier, I think, if, like, when she got home, not all of her brothers were there. Just – Yeah. Just the ones that maybe we needed to meet for the next yeah. book or Well, whatever. we needed to meet Warren. Yeah. He's a pretty big part of the next book. <laughs> and um, Thomas is kind of the one that kind of talks everybody down from – yeah. And so we kind of needed him. And I think the whole thing, I don't know, it seemed like they were putting, like, sticking extra things into the story just to get us to know these brothers a little more when it just kind of made the story kind of drag on a little bit. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, I don't, it's like, I don't want to lose them exactly because I, like I said, I liked them, but it was just that it started to get like, okay, okay. Who's like, this guy? And, and, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know what you mean. Um, my next question. Do you think she needed to be pregnant? Um. It's well, she didn't very tell small. Him she was It's pregnant. very, it's, I mean, she finds out she's pregnant and she's like, okay, I'm going to keep it. Um, and then he ends up showing up and, you know, she eventually tells him and she just thinks he doesn't even like hear her because it's like he doesn't bring it up until like the very end um i don't know it just kind of seemed like a kind of throwaway element of the story um well maybe it it would have worked better if she just didn't even find out she's pregnant till the very end instead of that being a a thing because like there was no like indication that that was like a turning point for him I mean, I guess it kind of shows you something about her that she was like, you know, my brothers are probably going to be pissed, but I'm going to keep it. And, you know, maybe and maybe that's it. It's just that it was supposed to kind of show well, it you is a her part of the next book because it brings all the families together again. You know, the birth of her baby brings okay. all the families together yeah. again. But it could have just waited. It could have been the end of the book, even epilogue. She doesn't do epilogues in her books, but even if it was kind of like an end of the book thing like oh by the way yeah. turns out I'm pregnant yeah hey um okay that was just something I was like okay um uh, we kind of talked about that okay we have talked a lot about internal conflict versus external conflict but this book's conflict all seems to be the internal conflicts of their family which are technically external from their relationship are you following yeah. me yes so um like, I don't know. Like, have we seen something like that before? I don't. Because do you know what I mean? Like, so much of the book is just, like, like interpersonal conflict of people that are not necessarily the couple. <laughs> it's like, right. I mean, like, maybe the couple with other people, but. Well, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot that goes into like setting up other books. Like in book two, they did a lot to set up this book. Mm-hmm. And then in this book, they do a lot to set up the next book. Yeah. Which um, is helpful to the next book, but it's kind of sometimes superfluous to the story that we're reading. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But the conflicts, so like um, a lot of the conflicts that they had with her brothers, they come into play a lot in the next book. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. The whole thing with Warren wanting to, you know, 
have him kill hung because he was a pirate and I don't know that just seemed kind of overboard to me and um so I know to... I know that James is in the first two books right? I know because I remember him being like especially like with Reggie's book um right um, he... yeah because he tries to kidnap Reggie yeah do do they encounter the the Andersons when he's a pirate in those books at all? Not in any of those books. It's just, okay. this is just a problem they had with him back in time before yeah, okay. any of the books were written. Okay. I was just trying to remember. I couldn't remember all that but, stuff. Um, there is a lot of, like when he has to kind of grab her again and take her with him back to England and, uh, I don't know. It, there is a lot of back and forth stuff that just kind of seemed a little over the top. Yeah. Um, okay, my last question. Am I forgetting something, or was there very little sex in this book? It's almost like what's called a closed-door book, where a lot of the sex scenes, like, happen... But, like, you know that they happen, but they're kind of, like, you don't see it happen? Well, it's not described in great detail like a lot of books are. Um, yeah. And then a lot of it is, you know, when we slept together last night, he was really yeah. you know, passionate and da-da-da. Um, and they make a lot of, like, innuendo-y type comments right. to each other. Right, and the other books are very similar. It might just be the time period that it's written, because it was written, you know, quite a few years ago. Um, yeah. well, uh, so that might have something to do with it. Maybe it's just her that. writing style. I don't know. Some yeah. writers are like that. I don't know. I was just like, because when I was thinking back on it, I'm like, wait, there wasn't like a whole lot of sex in this, was there? Um, but it well, still felt they, like a sex I think they book. had a whole lot of sex, but I'm not sure that they described all of the sex. So, they had enough for them to make a baby. That, those, are the, those are the questions that I, I had for that. Any other thoughts or comments on Gentle Rogue Mom? Um, not so much, but, um, I'm glad that I had to read book three because then I never, I would have stopped, like I said, after book two. So thanks for making it the third book. (laughs) Yeah. And not that second book. Yeah. I think where I land on this is like, I get, I get why people like love this book and I, I get, um, and I think it's probably, especially one of those that like. If you read, like, early on, that this would be, like, a mainstay for you. Um, I don't know how much, like, it's going to stay with me personally. I thought, like I said, it's a lot of fun. But I don't know that I, like, take away much more than that from it. I mean, I don't I think that their, like, love story is necessarily one for the ages. Um, but it's, it's fun. That's where, that's where I learned. And, and they're all kind of like that. They're just kind of fun, you know, not anything. I do like them as a couple. I mean, I like their, I like kind of their banter and back and forths and things like that. Um, it's just, yeah, that's, that's where I land with this one. I want you to um, read the fourth one because I really liked the fourth one. I know. One. I'm going to – I that's what I'm reading next. Calm down. Okay. 
Um, so those are our thoughts on Gentle Rogue by Joanna Lindsay. I know a lot of you were excited for us to talk about this book, so hopefully hopefully we lived up to it. I mean, I sang a freaking Brady Bunch song about it, so that should be good for you. <laughs> she um, doesn't we sing would... Brady Bunch songs about all of them, so yeah, you no. just gotta know. So far, just this one. I don't anticipate doing it again. Um, so we would love to hear from you on our Facebook page, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at NotYourMom'sRom, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we would love to hear from you. Um, on June 11th, we will be discussing Bittersweet by Serena Bowen, which was recommended to us by listener Jennifer. It is the first book in her True North series, and I went with this recommendation because apparently, like, the series is pitched as being about outdoorsy mountain men, and my uterus seems to really like <laughs> that descriptor. Um, also, the plot... I don't want to hear about your uterus. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to hear it, but she's been pissing me off lately. Um, also, the plot sounds like a sexy version of a Hallmark movie because, like, the plot is straight out of a Hallmark movie. Um, so sign me up. So that's what we're reading, Bittersweet by Serena Bowen. Um, we're excited. Um, so for now, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking about what makes an old school romance. So stay with us. Welcome to our little break segment. So for today, we got some messages that we wanted to share with all of you. Um, So a lot of thoughts on uh, roomies and a lot of recommendations on the Christina Lauren front. But first, listener Jennifer emailed in with some casting suggestions for Calvin in roomies. She came up with Colin O'Donohue. Owen Mackin, who plays Sir Gwaine on Merlin, and Colin Morgan, who was the lead on Merlin. Um, and she said, I like Rumi's better now that I've listened to your thoughts. I remember thinking it was too long. Well, we're glad that we got you to turn around a little bit on that, because we loved it. Um, she recommended for us to read Kingdom of Dreams by Judith McNaught, Flowers from the Storm by Laura Kinsale, which is one that I, it's, that's a blind spot, so we might need to do that one. Um, she's who recommended Serena Bowen's True North series and Daisy Prescott's Wingman series. So I've added those to our ever-growing list. Um, so we need to address the fact that I am so disappointed in myself that I did not think of Colin O'Donohue as an option for Calvin. Seriously. Because (laughs) mom, how much do I love him? So, so much. So I, I mean, up until very recently, like a couple months ago, I had a cardboard cutout of him that would watch me sleep in a not creepy way. Um, and um, was it not creepy? <laughs> <laughs> but I love him. Um, if you need to know why I love him, look up. Well, it's really maybe I'll like share it at some point, but he did an interview where he was quizzed on like geeky information and he was like ashamed that he knew all of these geeky facts, but it just made me like so much more into him that it was ridiculous because because we love nerdy stuff. Yeah. Oh gosh. If you don't I, know who he is, he's Captain Hook on Once Upon yeah, a Time. Yeah, that's right. He's Captain Hook on Once Upon a Time. And he is like so swoony and he does play the guitar and sing so i 
feel like that's an amazing choice and that they should go with nobody else but him. And then when we were at Comic-Con, for a couple of years this went on, yeah. where he had the thing with um, Sam Hewen Sam... from Outlander. Yeah, and they had like this little pretend Few... rivalry thing going yeah. that was just adorable. But um, anyway. Yeah. And at one point, Sam Hewen, at, like for a bet, had to dress up like captain hook from once upon a time and it like kind of made my brain melt a little bit because it's like uh worlds colliding worlds colliding (laughs) jinx yeah it was uh it was crazy um okay so diana sent us a message on facebook and she said hi ellen and mom i've just discovered your podcast and i'm loving it you two speak about aspects in the romance genre that I'm very interested in. Uh, besides, both of you are very funny. Ha ha ha. Uh, ah. Mom thinks so. I'm so happy that you are finally talking about... I don't think about... you're funny. <laughs> Thanks. I'm so happy that you are finally talking about Gentle Rogue, my fave historical romance novel. I've got to say that I first read it when I was around 14 years old. Now I'm 20, and it is still my favorite. Also, I hope you can get to speak about some aspects of the story, like James and Georgina's uh, chemistry. Hopefully we hit that for you, Diana. Um, There is no other couple in the series that has the same chemistry that they have. And she says she hopes that we would talk about the age gap, which we did that. And, of course, the cover, which we didn't talk about. But there is, didn't, and usually I'm all over covers. Yeah, there is an old school cover of this that has Fabio on it, and it is amazing. Like it's well, everything you is, want in a Fabio cover. That is absolutely though not not what I picture him like though. Well, when he I would look is at the cover, like, like blonde, like t- uh, you know, like that tawny blonde, right? With like the pirate okay, pants. But, Come on, mom. I picture him more. Ugh. Not to be mean to Fabio, but I picture him more intelligent looking than oh, Fabio. Rude mom. Don't talk I know, about I'm Fabio sorry, like but that. <laughs> I picture him more well like a Charlie Hunan look or Charlie Hunnam. Gosh, say Hunnam. it right. That's what I meant. Which we've also seen him in person and hot dog. Okay. Yeah. Diana continues, and now that mom is reading an old school novel, maybe you two can talk about the differences between an old school novel and a modern historical romance novel. Diana, we should do that. We are going to try and do that a little bit later, so keep listening, girl. Um, She says, I really hope mom is enjoying this book so both of you can get to read more books of the Mallory Anderson series and speak about them. Thank you. Well, mom, you know, kind of hit on some of of what's going on. I'm 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 getting on it. Um, We also need to give a huge thank you to Sarah, who DM'd me on Twitter, to let us know, and I feel like, you know, a lot of our audience might be interested to know this, that Richard Armitage apparently is the male POV on an audiobook for Wanderlust by Lauren Blakely. Um, I still have not gotten around to looking this book up. I know nothing about this book, but I will listen to it just because Richard Armitage is doing the male POV. Richard Armitage could read the phone book, and I would yeah. probably sit and listen to it in my car. Yeah. His voice. Oh, my. Lanta. Oh my it's gosh. ridiculous. Um, Angelica tweeted us, and she said, Hi, Ellen and Mom. I really love the subject, romance books, and you and your mom are really funny. <laughs> gosh, Mom. Um, she says, Thanks for the share. In fact, I read the book Attachments because of the podcast, and the book is lovely. So about Christina Lauren's books, you must read the Bastard series, which is also called the Beautiful series. Um, Elizabeth echoed 
Elizabeth, who is another listener, echoed this, and she said that the Beautiful series and the Wild series are ones that we should hit for Christina Lauren. And then Christy tweeted us, and she said, Mom should probably avoid anything in the Beautiful series because um, finger into okay <laughs> emoji. Yeah, your emoji is making inappropriate <laughs> gestures. Um, she says, dating you, hating you has my fave, fave trope, so that's my vote. I've heard that one's really good. Um, she says, love and other words and autobiography are both great and made me weep emoji. Uh, she says, I haven't read the Wild Season series. So basically, you all covered pretty much the entire, you know, catalog of Christina Lauren. But Christina so. needs to understand that if you tell me not to read a book because it's too racy, <laughs> it makes me want to read Yeah, book. in fact, Mom tweeted that, Not too. because I'm like a sex hound or anything, but because... I want to embarrass Ellen yeah. by reading books yeah. that she gets Mom, embarrassed. Mom, has, I've learned is, um, man, like if I was like this as a child, it seems a little unfair that like you get to do everything I tell you not to do. Whereas if I had done that Whatever. as a child, I'm the mom. Okay. Here's the deal. <laughs> well, you were a little like this as a child. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> no, you were whinier though. Um, okay. Okay, you posted that video on Twitter. But I was, I mean, like, Mom, are we really going to get into how, are we really no, going to act were, like I was a bad child? No, you were a dream child. Yeah, thank truly. you. Come on, let's But not. if you were reading these books as a child, I would have had to put well, my foot down. <laughs> little did you know that I sort of was. Little did I know. You were a child, child, but you were close. <laughs> Anyway, those are some of our messages. Thanks so much for sending those. Like, we seriously do love getting them. I mean, mom's and I's text message conversations are usually just me sending her, like, oh, look, somebody liked this tweet. Oh, look. That's so nice. Somebody tweeted at us. (laughs) So we we love them. Tweet some more to us. Um, We love it. So, yeah. So um, we will keep reading them if you keep sending them. So, Yeah. um, yeah, until next time. Uh, keep sending mail. Bye. And we're back to talk about, as Diana from the Mail Time segments recommended, uh, kind of some of the differences between old school romances and uh, kind of our more modern uh, romances. And I'm not just talking like contemporary romance novels, but like historicals that are written today, etc. Um, so I think a little bit of a definition. I think what people kind of are referring to when they talk about old school romances is usually like 70s to 90s, like mid 90s, I would probably guess. Um, and that's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like the Fabio era. <laughs> it's like yeah. kind of what people, I think, think about. If Fabio's on the cover. It's an old school romance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was on the cover of a lot of them, which is Yeah, he was. Um, well, in this Anderson Mallory series, he's like on the cover of multiple books yeah. in the series as different characters. And Listen, it's like, really? You couldn't find a different guy? He was famous <laughs> for it for a reason, Mom, because he did it a lot. <laughs> um. So, Mom, like, in your, I mean, so we should say, Mom and I have not read every single old school romance book that there is out there. I haven't read, I have to say, this is the first series that I've ever read. Oh, really? No, you, well, is that true? I guess maybe sort of it is, huh? I have some more experience with it. Um, So, 
I'm going to speak from generalities when I talk about it, I should say, and this is just from my limited scope of old school. Um, but there's definitely things that I've noticed are um, crop up in old school more than they do in our current climate of romance novels. So, Mom, what did you pick up on this time? Well, the one thing I picked up on, and I've talked to you about this, and I don't know whatever other word to use for this, they seem rapier sometimes. Yes. And I don't mean like a sword. Um, <laughs> this whole thing of, um, she says no, but I know deep down she yep. really wants it, so yep. I'm going to give it to her anyway. And it's like, she keeps, she's saying no, but I know she wants it. And then, of course, once he starts, she's like, oh, she falls oh yes, you're she, right, I want it. How did you know? You're right, I want it. How did you know more than me? And... Um, where in a book written today, if she says no, oh. he'll always hold off yeah. until she's ready to say yes. Yeah. There's so. much more gray areas in terms of consent in old school right. romance novels Definitely. than um, we encounter today. Um, I think uh, authors today are much more cognizant of that for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. Anytime I read an old school romance, there's at least one scene that I'm like, no way in hell would they get away with this today like a publisher would not let this through today well even in one of the one one of the books that i read i get i i think it was the the fourth book um there's an asian gentleman in the book and just the oh no it's in it's in general rogue where no no, no i'm i no it wasn't in general rogue it was in the fourth book okay and um there's asian gentleman in the book and just some of the ways they refer to them, you know, mm-hmm. as Oriental and um, some of the ways they're having them talk. Yeah. It, it was very, uh, not very PC yeah. for this day and age. And um, I don't know, just some of the things they were having them say and, and do. And I was like, mm, yeah, that really wouldn't fly probably in a book today. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're usually much more cavalier. Probably more authentic, but much more cavalier about the age difference. Right. Um, I feel like, I feel like there's, especially when you read historicals today, um, and we've talked about this before, but they're usually spinster, um, you know, older women who, and I think that they do that a lot because they're trying to get away from the actual age that people were getting married so that we're not reading a romance novel about a 16-year-old and, you know, a 36-year-old well, like you just read. Probably the rapier stuff is probably more accurate, too. I have a feeling yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that that's probably the way it went. And she just had to finally consent because the guy is, no, I know what you want and this is what you want and I'm going to give it to you. And whether you say you want it or not... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's probably Whereas more realistic like our, to the way it happened. Our books today, you know, like you have a big, not a big to do, but there's usually at least like some mention of like some men might, you know, do this, but I've, I've never been the type, you know, to, to go after a woman who's saying no kind of thing. And it's like, right. yeah, because right. that's what we like these days and <laughs> with good reason. Um, but, you know, that's what we that's what us modern women want to read about is guys who understand the meaning of the word no. That's right. Um, Take your feelings into consideration. Yeah. Um, This is, again, a generality, but 
I feel like most of the time the heroes are very alpha, very broody, very bossy, um, you know, very taking charge. The girls tend to be slightly more damsel and distressy and much more blushing virginal heroines. I think, you know, this is Gentle Rogue is a case in point of not always. I like that she was got to be an American sassy, you know, girl, but um they do tend to be much more naive and and virginal and it's much more a thing that they're naive and virginal in these books, I feel like. Yes. I only have this series to go by. Um the girl in the second in the fourth book is not uh, she's very aggressive <laughs> and that's part of the funny part of it <laughs> yeah but um but he's very broody yeah. and very ornery and that's just pretty like awful to her kind of what i've noticed and i know like what other people have said about um like what i've seen other people say about old school in general right um now this is this is something I know that a lot of people love about old school and it is a very fun element of old school romances is that their plots are much more just bananas crazy like <laughs> balls to the wall right just like yeah I can see that <laughs> there's always someone getting kidnapped and someone getting yep. taken away and someone getting you know yeah Geez, the one I just read was really dark. The um, the fifth book, I can't remember what they're named, <laughs> but um, they've had some really dark elements to it. But I had to read a book um, for a book club that was uh, it's. I hope I'm getting this title right. Tiger's Eyes by um, Karen Robards, and that and it's an old school, and it is the definition of like bananas, like. There's at least four different people that get shot in that book. Um, like, it's just <laughs> crazy. And anytime I read an old school, I'm like, okay, this is where Romancing the Stone came from. Like, this is where right. it comes from. Is It just, like, that's why people thought that, that romances were always like this, because they were. <laughs> like, a lot of them yeah. were just crazy bodice rippery like that was a thing like that was kind of what romances were well and when you were giving me a hard time for giving you a hard time yeah work out um like when i was when you'd say you were reading romance novels and i would do nothing but make fun of you you have to realize that i'm from that that era yeah where that's what romance they were fabio covers and they were you know revealed bosoms on covers and well, let's, not let's, actually I mean, boobs. They, they still are revealed bosoms on covers. In fact, Mom, did you see the step back? Well, I'll have to send you. Sarah McLean posted the step back, you know, like the inside cover for uh-huh. her next book. Hot damn. You know I love those. I know. I'll send it to you because it's like, <laughs> oh, dang, girl. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's tangential. But um. Yeah, I mean, they still are. They still get a bad rap for the covers, as you know, maybe they should, because <laughs> the covers sometimes are slightly ridiculous. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that they've definitely. I think that they've maybe matured slightly in like the plotting of them. They're a little less bananas, crazy go nuts um, than they than they were back in the day. Not that I. Not that I. I look on it as like as a endearing trait 
Um, right. But it is it is definitely like a noticeable difference that they are just a little more crazy insane. But um, I think that you encounter a little bit more twirly mustachey villains in old school romances. Um, like I said, we've got Fabio on a lot of covers. That's a, a definite thing. Um, and yeah, that, so that's kind of what I came up with as some of the traits, I think, of an old school romance. Um, I don't, I don't think of them, I don't think really of any of them as bad, except for maybe the consent thing. Um, and I think you still see some of these crop up in, um, in modern, uh, romances. I think it's just more that they were like a staple of of the genre uh, back then were were these things. Well, and the age thing is always going to bug me, but that's you know and I know it happened. I understand yeah. that it happened. There's no doubt in my mind. In fact, they talk about young girls marrying guys that are 50 and 60 years old. But um yeah, I just don't enjoy reading about it cuz I can't get behind it. I get it. Um anything else mom that you noticed while you were Taking your Not first really. foray into um, old school. Maybe as I read more of them, I will have more input. But, um, I mean, I'm enjoying the series. Those are just some of the things that I have noticed that have come up. Yeah. The whole PC element and then, you know, the rapey element. Yeah, I didn't get the PC age. element. And that is definitely a thing. Um, because, yeah, there's there's certain ones that I've read that I'm like, Mm, that would we, that would not fly <laughs> today. <laughs> even if it even if it's authentic to like the time period that it's taking place in, it like it wouldn't fly in a book today. Um. So if you like, if you guys think of any other traits of old school romances that we missed, let us know. I would love to hear you know kind of your your staples for the old school genre if if it isn't in fact its own genre um so thanks so much for joining us again if you'd like to join us for bittersweet by serena bowen in two weeks on june 11th you can subscribe on itunes or google play or you can find us on twitter at not your mom's rum or on facebook or goodreads or email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com um, we're going to be together for that next We week. are going to be together. Also, I should say, I've already told Mom this, but we have a new dedicated listener. His name is Steve. He's my dog. Um, I've had <laughs> to start playing our podcast for him because it soothes him to hear my voice. It either soothes him or he's just like, when are these bitches going to shut up? Um, so <laughs> I can't be that last one. <laughs> It's anybody's <laughs> guess. Um, I wish I could read his mind. Anyway, um, but yeah, we're excited to be together for the next episode, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.